Welcome to the Better Life Podcast, y'all. I am so excited today to have someone so special um, on the podcast. It's Jay Phantom, and you are just going to love hearing from him and hearing his story. Just a little bit about Jay, and I know he's just going to not like that I do this, but I got to read this because it's so good. He's a he's a persistent, passionate 25-year-old, y'all. He's unbelievable. He's an entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, speaker, speaker, <laughs> and writer who works incredibly hard at being the best, authentic, honest, loving, kind, and excellent version of himself. That just made my day right there. That was that's the best line right there. <laughs> Jay is the founder and host of the Story Box, a top for podcast, y'all. It's amazing. And I'm so honored to have him on today. He's been on everything. He is just an amazing person. He's had Tony Robbins. He's had, you know, the list goes on and on here. Matthew McConaughey, Rachel Bilson. You've had um, so just so many people I could keep reading, but I'm honored to have you on today. Jay, welcome to the Better Life Podcast. Thank you so much, April. It's great to be here. And, and thank you for sharing all those wonderful things about me. Um, yes. You know, but uh, it, it's really, truly great to be here. Thank you so much oh, for boosting sure. the ego a little bit. <laughs> in Australia, we had to work out this time change. And you you also had Les Brown, who I love. I traveled with him for about 10 months on the success seminar. He's just the real deal. I mean, everybody you have is just amazing. But Jay, it's a it's really is an honor to have you on today. And I'm excited about what you do. I love what you do, how you let people or, or you help people find their purpose. And you know, I, I know one thing in this life that I'm called to do is bring hope to people. And I feel like you bring hope to people, you bring life to people. And you have a new book coming out, and it's called The Path of an Eagle. I think it comes out September 29th. 27th. 27th. Okay, I'm sorry. I saw Walmart. I had it ready on the 29th. I'm sorry about that. September 27th, you can pre-order now. We have the same publisher, Post Hill Press. I love that. It's it's just going to be an amazing book. I've had the, um, the opportunity to read part of it. Haven't read it all. We'll be reading it tonight. And um I just, first of all, want to ask this, what inspired you to write this book? And then as I was listening to several different things, I know this about you, that you thought your story didn't matter. And Mm -hmm. so you kept quiet, you kept in the background. And from what you've said and what I've heard, it led to depression, anxiety, a dark place, and even some attempts of suicide. So even as I say that, it gives me chilly willies because I I know what you've done now and you've just done so much great in this world. How did you get from dark place, not telling your story to having a top podcast and now writing a book? Uh, Great question. And for your audience as well, I've had the pleasure of having you on my show, April. We had a an amazing conversation. So I do encourage people to go and listen to your yeah. story and, and it's a beautiful story of hope. So I am very grateful that you did say yes to me uh, in being, on, I guess, on my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, the whole story of how we ended up like getting the same publisher is just yeah. literally a God moment as well. And even my story of going from, you know, being depressed and miserable and feeling like I, I wasn't enough and, uh yeah, the, there's there's been some very very dark moments in there. Uh, God's just been able to turn around, turn it all around in a miraculous way. So, you know, I've I've 
I've been through quite a bit, but I, I'm I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I have my struggles like the, everyone, I think. Um, and I, I'm definitely not trying to be somebody that I'm, I'm not at all. Like I want to try and bring glory to God in, in foremost fashion. So I guess I, I did struggle with uh, depression, anxiety, and a panic attack from the ages of 14 to 15, and that came from being in a in a relationship that was really really toxic and mm-hmm. uh, if you if you uh, read more in the book it, it just sort of was like this it made me feel miserable it made me feel like I wasn't worthy of any love whatsoever yeah. and I guess I kind of struggled with that uh, for quite some time and even after that relationship ended I thought my life was was gonna turn out a lot better you know mm-hmm. after going from one struggle but then another struggle came and it just seemed to be like this progressive mental health struggle over the course yeah. of my life until it all just came to a crashing halt in 2019. So it, that was all the the catalyst. I think God was trying to to really just show me my uh, my God given purpose, which I'll get to in just a moment. But so 2019 comes around, and uh, I was actually in a rela- another relationship, a different one, and my life was was going okay. I guess I was happy being in this relationship. I um, I was sort of coasting through life a little bit. I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, 2019 comes around and then uh, it just sort of was like 18th of January, the, our precious dog of 11 years, Joy, was um, sadly we lost her. Yeah. And going through that grieving period, it, it just it hurt like nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have enough time to grieve um, as much as I wanted to. And I guess part of me didn't really want to grieve at all because I didn't want to admit the fact that she was no longer here. Right. And um, the girl that I was with at the time, she sort of just basically made me or or told me to just get over it and move on as as quickly as I possibly can. And so that's what I did. Like I just Mm -hmm. sort of bottled everything down. But then not long after that happened, the, the girl that I was dating and I put my entire worth and my entire identity, everything that I, I planned, my purpose, you name it, yeah. in being with this girl and staying with her for the rest of my life, the relationship ended. Mm-hmm. And with it, I just crumbled. But at the same time, I was in this new environment as well, being in real estate, and I had no idea how to navigate that industry. Mm-hmm. I was like thrown in the deep end. I was scared. I was nervous. I just didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what I was saying. And it was just a, a very chaotic time. So I'm, I'm trying to grieve the loss of my beloved dog. I bottled down those feelings. And then all of a sudden, the girl that I, I claim to have loved, she no longer wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. And trying to understand that, plus the fact that I was getting abused in my job for not being quite up to, up to standard and, and being the best um, person and that's just sort of made me feel utterly miserable and and worthless and you know i i did battle with depression i did battle with um a lot of uh, panic attacks and i i tried my best to just put on a face as much mm-hmm. as possible uh and just go into work and and do what i was told to do essentially but in in reality inside i was just i was dying and I was so far away from God at this point in my life. I blamed him for everything, uh, all the pain that I was experiencing, not just from 
the the last year, but over the course of my life, and I, I share it more in the book with right. some of the things like health battles that I've I've been through, and even the depression and anxiety. And I was, um, I guess you could call, I had suicidal tendencies when I was fourteen mm-hmm. and fifteen. So when it came to uh, this this stage of my life, I didn't really feel like I had a choice, and the only option that I saw was just trying to be out of pain. I didn't want to go through this pain anymore. I was running from it. And yeah, it just all culminated culminated in me attempting to take my own life one day. And God intervened in a, in a big way. And I remember just sitting in, in my car after everything had transpired and, and crying out to God and saying, Lord, I need you to give me purpose. I need you to give me worth. I just need you to do something in my life that shows me that I am enough. Like I need you to do something for my life. And it wasn't like this instantaneous flip of the switch. You know, my Mm -hmm. life dramatically changed. It took quite a bit of time. It took several months actually, but I had this sense of peace that everything was going to be okay. And it was that sense of hope as well that Mm -hmm. I was given by God. Like I've got you. It's all right. And I had a lot to work through. I had a lot to heal. I still have a lot to heal and a lot to go through, um, as I'm sure a lot of people do today. Right. But I realized a few months later when I when I left real estate, I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and it was like this moment where I needed to learn how to trust God right. uh, the most. And he, it was like this light bulb moment happened April that I realized that my my purpose wasn't anything to do with what I did. It had everything to do with who I was, who God made me to be. So and good. he made me to be alive and to live this life the very best way I, I can do. Yeah. And I realized that I take who I am into what I do yeah. and not the other way around because the majority of people, they take who they are and they, they, they sorry, they take what they do and uh-huh. they conflict it with who they are. Yeah. And I think it's it's such a confusing line of thought because who you are has got nothing to do with what you do. And mm-hmm. and because if you take that all away, what's left? You're yeah. still a human being. You still right. got value. You still got yeah. worth. I mean, life is the most precious thing on the face of the earth mm-hmm. and we take it so much for granted and we say that because you're not doing X, Y, and Z, yeah. then you're somehow not worth anything in society. And I realized in that moment, I'm like, hang on a minute. I get to take who I am into what I do. And what right. I do is to serve other people. Mm-hmm. And I realized going from not sharing my story, I thought it would be selfish of me to keep that mm-hmm. bottled up inside and not, ta- not take that to other people and, and just say, look, this is what, I, this is what I've experienced and here's how I've been able to to overcome certain things. I haven't been like I'm like I said before. I'm not perfect, and I've still got a long way to go. And I've, I'm I'm learning new things every single day. But there are some amazing examples in my life that God has shown me and given me mm-hmm. to to be able to overcome the challenges and the pain. And all that is just honestly, it's incredible. And mm-hmm. I, I just encourage people to if they, if they are struggling with their purpose if they don't know that they are enough i just want to say that i was exactly where you are and mm-hmm. you are enough mm-hmm. like you do have a purpose god has given each and every one of us 
a purpose and nothing he ever does is without a purpose or a plan and that plan and that purpose is perfect yeah so that's a long, long-winded answer to, to answer. No, I love your that. I love how you write in your book. You you tell the reader you are enough. You have purpose. You know, I love those little one-liners there because sometimes we get mixed up and with our mistakes. Our mistakes mm-hmm. can become our identity, and they don't have to be our identity. I'm so great grateful, Jay, that God uses imperfect people. I mean, that qualifies all of us and. And it's just so good. And I hope if you're listening today that you really grasp hold of that. It doesn't matter the mistakes. See, your past is over. That was yesterday. It doesn't matter. Your today and your future are just waiting for you to show up. God doesn't pick people the way people pick people. (laughs) God uses perfectly imperfect people. I like what you've said. Um, I I don't know if it was in your book or or on an interview, but it's, it's all about your book as well. Challenges are inevitable. It's your reaction and your response to them that matters. Can you expound mm. on that? That that lesson really came. It was sort of I had a conversation with uh, Andrew Scipioni, mm-hmm. who was Australia's former New South Wales Police Commissioner. He was one of my very first guests, and he's like, for me, growing up and seeing him on TV when certain things happened, like certain challenges, he just showed up as a as an effective leader. He was calm. He, his demeanor just brought that sense of peace about everything. And even if something that was crazy was going wrong, you just felt like it was going to be okay Yeah. anyway. And I remember asking him, so how do you deal with pain? How do you deal with the challenges? And he just said to me, he's like, pain is inevitable as a cop, but suffering is optional. Mm, like how so you how you decide to react that's your choice wow. and it just hit me like a ton of bricks because he's he's right like we oftentimes and and we're human so we we're not perfect we yeah. make those mistakes of cowering in the woe is me of blaming mm-hmm. circumstances of blaming other people of just getting stuck and and feeling like because because of the pain like yeah. we don't want to move forward but yeah. the, the problem is we're going to face more pain if we go backwards or if we run from it exactly. as well rather than going through it. So mm-hmm. what I learned from Andrew and, and many, many other amazing people that I've had the, the the honor of actually speaking to is you can make the choice to face up to the pain that that is ultimately up to you. And I encourage people. I can't mm-hmm. make them, yeah. but I encourage people with with my own story like this is what I've learned by going through such pain and such challenges is sure it is hard. Sure. It sucks sometimes. Yeah. And, but once you get through the suck, once you get through the pain, there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is this Mm -hmm. sense of fulfillment and bliss. And it's like, you look back and you say to yourself, Hey, I went through that. I was able to overcome that. Mm -hmm. Now look at my life. I'm stronger. I'm more resilient. And now I can move forward with grace and I can be a little bit more kinder to myself as well mm-hmm. because we can be so unkind to yeah. ourselves. We can be so unkind to other people. We can we can judge another person that is going through a, a certain difficult challenge and we can, we, we, we just, all these things can happen. Yeah. But when we decide to make the choice to put the, put the steps in, pro, in, in, in place 
to really overcome these yeah. challenges, then life is going to be so much better for you right. and for so many other people. Yeah, it's so good. And, and and having that, not the victim mentality, but the victor mentality. And you know, that that's such a, it can be such a cliche, but it, it really is truth. I mean, you've got to make that decision and you've got to, sometimes you got to cheer yourself on. I can make it through this. I am not my trauma. I'm not what happened to me. I can be better. I can, I can, you know, dig myself out of this. And, and Jay, don't you agree? It's okay to get help. It's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to get it out because I really believe you got to deal to heal. If you don't yeah. deal with it, you're not going to heal. It's going to come out later in life. hundred percent. I, I encourage people to reach out to someone, anyone. It's better to be noisy with your yeah. pain than be silent and suffer. Oh, that's, that's so good. Can you say that again? It is better to be noisy with your pain than to suffer in silence. So good. And no one, I don't, I didn't like suffering in silence, but I yeah. felt like I had no other choice. I felt there was this, there's this negative stigma around, especially with men, that sharing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Sharing your pain, it makes you no longer a man. Sharing your pain means that you're not right or there's there's something definitely wrong with you or you didn't actually experience that. Yeah. And those negative stigmas, I, I still face to this day, honestly. Wow. And it is a challenge to mm-hmm. have to walk through those, but I know the plan and the purpose that God has given me to do is to walk through this pain, to share this, this, yeah. this, this journey with people in the hopes that they might say, okay, well, if Jay can do it and he's 25 years old, then why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. You know, go and see a therapist. I mean, I still call up my therapist too. I still ask for advice if yeah. I am struggling because yeah. I need it. Everyone right. needs it. Yeah, I lean on, on Christ 100%, but there are people out there that can help right. you more. That's and so you have your own ability to overcome certain things, but some people, like even myself, we need that extra bit of help. So, it, right. yeah, don't suffer in silence, please, whatever you do. Yeah. And, and I think too, don't, don't feel condemnation for having to reach out to someone. Um, the Bible, the scripture even says uh, there's safety in the multitude of counselors and the multitude of advisors, however you see it. There's people that God places in our lives or in our path that are wiser and smarter than we are. So um, if you're listening and you need help, don't be ashamed to get help. Reach out, send us an email and uh, we can help you find help. If you can't find it, we will help you. And um, we're here to help you, to help people get to their purpose, their destiny. You are not disqualified because of what you've been through. And I just want to say this. Don't stay loyal to a past version of yourself. Mm. You know, get get in today. It doesn't matter what you've done. God is going to use you. God, God still has a great plan for your life. He hasn't disqualified you. Jay, there's something in chapter eight. I love this. It's called the mustard seed. And you wrote this. Failure is just another way God is able to redirect us back to him and then strengthen our faith. I love that. Tell me a little bit more about that. The mustard seed is one of my all-time favorite chapters in the book, honestly. I, I think it's the most important chapters in the book because it really talks about having faith in God. And yeah. I have I have lived my life knowing this, that I am nothing without him. He has given me everything. Mm-hmm. I've given him nothing. But, yeah, right. he still gives. And having faith in someone like that, honestly, mm-hmm. even if it's just the size of, 
a mere mustard seed. And the problem is people complicate it so much. We 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 oftentimes have a I say this as well in the book, people have an issue with belief because mm-hmm. if we can't see it, why it can't be real. But right. I have experienced so many things in my life to prove that God is real and he does care for you. He cares for each and every one of us. Um and so the the story about there's two stories that I share in that chapter, actually. One of them in particular is when I was uh, uh, two, two years, two and a half years old and mm-hmm. ended up getting uh, some amount of food poisoning, uh, believe it or not. So, um, oh and we, we could have, because I, I was so, my, my kidneys were about to collapse and, and all that sort of stuff. They couldn't find a vein in my body to rehydrate me. And the doctors were, in order to rehydrate me, they're going to take me to uh, surgery and, and try and find a vein that way. Um, but even then it's sort of like not guaranteed that the kidneys aren't going to collapse or what, what have you. And, um, my, my parents had had the church praying. They were praying for me not to actually go into surgery. They were praying for a miracle, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And God showed up and the amazing thing about it, they're able to find a small vein, which is pretty much the size of a mustard seed. Wow. Uh, one of my one of my toes and they're able to yeah. rehydrate my my little body and That's and uh, get, me, get my strength back um and that was just one of the one of the many examples in my mm-hmm. life that god has shown me that he does care for me and, and mm-hmm. if i put my faith and my trust in him yeah then i can i can i'm going to be stronger and yeah. there's another quick example in that I share in the book of how I ended up getting meningitis mm-hmm. and uh, I was I was basically I was blind um I couldn't see the doctor uh, for quite some time and basically I had to learn how to how to trust mm-hmm. the fact that doing a lumbar puncture with someone else a doctor that has only done it once mm-hmm. and I asked him so was that was that procedure a success and he goes it was and i'm like what are the what are the chances here that this is going to be a a success too he goes it's 50 50 and i'm like i'm not a gambling man but i don't like odds that are below 50 or even equal to 50 i don't like (laughs) taking those chances i prefer it to be 98 or 99 or even 100 for that fact (laughs) um but the reality was i just i was wrestling with god in that moment as well, this is um, this is November of 2018 as well. So I, I was wrestling with God and and he was just basically saying to me, do you trust me? Do you trust me? It was just like this back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, of course I do. Of yeah. course I trust you, God. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. But really, I didn't. And the final thing that voice said to me was, do you trust me? Mm. And it left. And ultimately, the procedure was a success and mm-hmm. they found out that I had meningitis, but I just had to let go and, and let God yeah. take the reins and, and pretty much guide the, that doctor's hands because what can happen with a lumbar puncture is if he if he misses uh, the, the right spot, it's so he's flying blind. He's only guided yeah. by pretty much you telling yeah. him that he has hit the exact spot that he needs to drain your spinal fluid. So if he had a missed, he would have hit my spinal cord. I could have been paralyzed. Yeah, or in the worst yeah. case scenario, you could you could be brain dead or mm-hmm. die. So I didn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> but God showed up once again. And mm-hmm. in all my failures, in all of my 
my mishaps as mm -hmm. well. I have seen God just redirect my gaze back towards him and show me that I am I am nothing without him once yeah. again. And I never will be. Right. So that's the importance of faith in my that's, life. That's so good. And this is going to be an obvious answer to the question, but how important is your relationship with God, you know, in, in all of this? How important is God to you? I know it in the book. I know what it, the answer is, but I, I want the listeners to know. He is everything mm -hmm. to me. Honestly, like like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Yeah. That's the that's the truth. So yeah. if if I can spend my life showing people that this is God's story, I am mm -hmm. just a vessel. Yeah. And he has given me the best story possible. The the story is a young man is is learning what it takes to overcome some mm -hmm. of life's difficult challenges. And I know I haven't been through some some of life's worst atrocities, but I have been through a lot and God has shown me what it takes to overcome those things. And I know more challenges are going to come, but mm -hmm. he is preparing me each step of the way. Mm -hmm. And so if I can lean on his strength every single day, and that's where the verse comes from. If yeah. I can, Isaiah 40 verse 31, if I can hope in the Lord, right. he will renew my strength. He will enable me to soar on the wings like eagles like an eagle like yeah. that is being able to soar i don't know if you've ever seen an eagle soaring through the air mm -hmm. it is a beautiful sight to behold yeah. and if we can do that because we weren't we weren't made for the ground we were right. made for the skies to to soar high in this life because that's what god ultimately wants for us to bring to yeah. bring glory ultimately to his name first and foremost but then to not to just have the best life possible. And that exactly. life is ultimately with God. Right. The Path of an Eagle coming out September 27th. Jay, who should buy this book? Uh, <laughs> the right you, answer is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to, to learn a little bit about my story or if you are going through something in your own life and or if you just love just love learning, mm -hmm. whatever. I wrote this book to be a help to for young people, especially. I know that young people go through some crazy obstacles, um, yeah. and they they got no strategies, they got no help, and I want to help them as well. So if you you feel if you feel stuck, if you don't know your worth or your purpose, if you don't if you struggle with your identity, if you mm -hmm. want to learn more about god for example as well and i do it in such a way that i'm not forcing anyone right to do anything or yeah. be a certain way i say you've all got a choice right and i have made my choice i am living proof that god is real he has a plan and purpose for each and every one of us so if you if you want to learn more about that then please get a copy of the book but i'm not forcing you <laughs> <laughs> And you can pre-order the book off of anywhere books are being sold. You go to Amazon, pre-order his book, The Path of an Eagle by Jay Phantom. Listen to the Storybox podcast. It's amazing, y'all. Jay, I want to ask you, before I ask you where people can find you, what do you want? What is one thing you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for not giving up, mm. even when it got tough, for 
showing others that God is enough and he always will be for being a good leader as best I possibly could. Um, and I want to show people that Jared Jay soared like an eagle and mm. he didn't stop. That's amazing. I love it. Where can people find you? Uh, they can connect with the story box. I mean, I'm not someone famous or anything like that. I don't <laughs> claim to be, but if you want to follow me, uh, I'm on Instagram, I am Jay Phantom. Uh, but definitely go and and listen to other people's stories mm-hmm. on, on the story box. That's what it's really all about. It's, yeah, it's yeah, great. Over 700 people you've interviewed. It's really great. I really enjoyed it. It was my honor to be on the show. Thank you for having me on your show. And thanks for being here, Jay. It's been great interviewing you. It's an amazing book. I can't wait to finish it. I've read over half of it. Can't wait to finish it. Thank you for being a part of the Better Life podcast. Thank you so much, April. You're an absolute blessing. I appreciate you. you. See y'all soon. Until this time next week, y'all have an amazing week, an amazing day.